Welcome to the Brothers of the Dram podcast. Welcome to the very first Brothers of the Dram podcast. How are you doing, Eric? I'm doing good. How are you? Ah, living the dream. Can't complain. We're going to talk some whiskey and have some fun. How's that sound? Let's do it. I'm ready. Let's do it. So for those who do not know who we are, we are two friends who love whiskey and decided, you know, let's give this whole podcast thing a shot. Uh, what do you have to add to that, Eric? Uh, yeah, that's pretty much how it started. Um, well, we started off with our Instagram page. We started posting some photos of some of uh, some of our whiskey adventures, I guess you could say. And then it sort of grew into some kind of branding. We named it Brothers of the Dram. And, and we decided after a certain amount of followers, we, will, we would try a podcast. And here we are. Easy as that. So for those who do not follow us, go on Instagram. Check out Brothers of the Dram. I am AJ, and this is Eric. We're here to have some good times. That's right. I'm down for anything. Uh, I'm sort of a uh, whiskey. I enjoy whiskey. Uh, I know a few brands, and that's basically the uh, extent of my whiskey knowledge. Um, I am completely an amateur when it comes to whiskey, um, but I do enjoy it, and I enjoy it neat. That's my preference. But like I said, not too much knowledge, so maybe we could learn a few things uh, together. Yeah, we should probably we should probably say that and disclose that both of us are very amateurs when it comes to whiskey. I will mm-hmm. say I do know more than Eric because I've been getting deeper into the the rabbit hole, if you will. But there's a lot of things that I'm learning. So hopefully we have a lot of people who are maybe advanced and a lot of people who are new and we can enjoy this journey together. When COVID started in 2020, I started to dive deeper into whiskey because there, you're you just staying nothing home. nothing else to do. had nothing else to do pretty much. Just stay home and go on YouTube. That's what it came down to. And, you know, instead of just drinking the regular Jack Daniels in uh, Knob Creek and, you know, stuff that people know, I started following different YouTube channels. And in doing so, it made me think, hey, this is a community. It's not just guys talking about whiskey, girls talking about whiskey. It's a community, a family that was built. And that's what also kind of led to the whole start of the branding with the Instagram and everything. Correct. And that's why we we say brothers and sisters, um, because it is a community. And it is somewhere where we can all learn, and hopefully you can learn from us, and we can probably most likely yeah. more learn from you. <laughs> so Definitely. it'd be nice uh, to have some engagement, whether it's on our Instagram or if you want to email us or anything like that, uh, reach out to us and, and tell us where we're wrong, which is going to be probably most of the time. Yes, yeah, At least for me. Sure. I'll speak for myself, just for me. <laughs> you can speak for both of us, dude. Let's be honest. We're both going to be wrong. Okay, that's fine. That works. But- <laughs> you know why why do we love whiskey eric um you know i'm really i'm really not sure because it gives me a good buzz it tastes pretty good <laughs> um you know it's pretty it tastes pretty decent i don't know how or why i just started drinking it straight that's where you know i started sort of diving more into different whiskey brands and bottles and types you know i just started from drinking honestly jack and coke's Jack and Cokes, Jack and Cokes, Jack and Cokes. And then, I mean, I don't know if you're asking me personally, AJ. Are you saying, are you, were you asking me personally? Yeah, I'm asking you personally. Yeah. So basically, yeah, that, that's the reason. And then I started, um, I actually want to credit the, the doors, in particular, Jim Morrison, 
who um, I read his favorite choice was uh, Bushmills Irish whiskey. So I went from just Jack, that's pretty much all I know, to, oh, there's Bushmills. This was Jim Morrison's favorite drink. Apparently, he would drink a bottle of it during lunch. I mean, obviously, for those of you who don't know, Jim Morrison was an alcoholic. Uh, he did struggle with that. But yeah, I just, I thought, okay, well, let me try um, Bushmills. And I really enjoyed it. And I said, okay, so there's an array of of whiskey out there that I don't know about, but I'm slowly starting to create a palette for it. Yeah, that's how I started, to be honest. Yeah, it was uh, Jack and Cokes and then Jim Morrison, I guess you could say. You know, I'll probably have to piggyback with you on the whole starting with the Jack and Coke thing, because that's pretty much how I got into it as well. And I'm sure a lot of people, because of the marketing and the branding of Jack Daniels, a lot of people probably started with Jack Daniels as their first whiskey. Um, you know, in fact, if you know when this goes live, go comment on our Instagram account if Jack Daniel was your first uh, whiskey introduction. of choice. Introduction to whiskey. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it mixed well with Jack, Jack and Coke. Can't complain. Um, I just said it mixed well with Jack. Let me try that again. It mixes well with Coke. Jack and mm-hmm. Coke can't complain. There it is. You can mix Jack with Jack and get a solid drink. You know, that's just a, a, a double, right? I think I believe it's called a double, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, I'll just take a double of Jack and Jack and call it a day. There you go. We're not just going to talk whiskey. We're going to drink whiskey. So we're both going to have a pour today. I am going to be sipping on Woodford Reserve Double Oak, and mine is the Total Wine Exclusive Pick. Um, let me take a little, we get a little cork pop. Oh, that was not loud at all. I heard it. You heard it? Yeah. <laughs> that was a sad was little good. pop. That was fine. A better one. Do a little pour. Try it again. Uh, I already steal it. Okay, let me try it again. Let me try it again. Let's see if I get it. Yeah. All right. And pop it. Nope, it's still weak. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty, it sounded fine. It sounded fine. <laughs> what are you You're sipping good. on, Eric? Um, I am sipping on a bottle that was given to me of Kavanaugh. I hope I'm saying that right. Irish whiskey. It's pretty good. I like drinking it neat. Um, like I said, I'm going to take a sip right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Burns the nostrils a little, but I like it. It's good. Um, so before, yeah, I know you already sipped it, but before we sip, remember, we always want to nose the whiskey first to smell it and see if we can get any kind of flavor profile out of that and mm-hmm. then take a sip. Let me give this a shot then. Give, give it a shot. Let's Let's reverse. Okay, I'm getting um, getting some kind of strong scent, um, oaky, maybe um, some vanilla, perhaps. Oh, nice, yeah. That's pretty much it. That's as best as I can describe it. Oaky vanilla. I mean, it's it, it smells good. And and that's what you want, right? Who wants a whiskey that's not going to smell good or be delightful? Of course, unless you're just trying to get hammered and uh you get the cheapest thing you can get well in that case we just go with what But we're more sophisticated than that yes that's right we're drinking um woodford reserve because that's sophisticated (laughs) not we me you're a sophisticated man sophisticated man what did you get on the palate when you take your sip what do you mean? Like I just said, vanilla. Yeah, so so on the nose because when you took your when you oh, when it, I took you the sip, it. yeah, when I took the sip. Yeah. Let me take another one. Hold on. Okay, so what I want you to do is take your sip, think about the flavors you get, and then after you're done talking about it, talk about think about if there's any kind of finish, any kind of like lingering flavor you're having. Okay, yeah. Um, I'm getting also that slight vanilla, sort of. I don't know. I can't describe it because I'm not really good at this. Maybe some kind of like earthy 
maybe sort of like wood sort of after taste. It goes down real smooth, so it doesn't burn or anything. Nice. Uh, or that could be just because I'm used to drinking straight. Um, yeah, and that's what, that's what I get. Sort of like an earthy, well-balanced, tad vanilla sort of taste. Oh, yeah, that sounds good, man. What are you sounds getting? real good. What are you getting uh, on your end? Let me see here. So, again, I'm doing the Woodford Reserve. For those who do not know, it is the double-oaked one, which is twice – it's twice barreled inside the, the charred oak, which gives it the oaky – a stronger oaky flavor to it. And the ABV on mine is a 45.2%. We should probably mention those, too, so that way people know how high the strength is that we're drinking because, remember, the higher ABV, the more stronger it is. Then if you take a nose too close to it, you might burn your nostrils there. Mm-hmm. Let me nose this guy real quick. Yeah, my ABV is at 40%. 40 and 40 is like we're a generic one that's like the baseline i know jack daniels is 40 percent um i believe crown is also 40 percent a lot of like uh distributors have their main flagship whiskey around that amount okay i'm looking at the bottle it says 40 percent 80 proof i don't even know what 80 proof means but i drink so, it anyways oh you're good man so and and again for the for the listeners i am not a pro i just learned from making friends in the whiskey community eric is a brother of mine and we're on this journey together to learn so i might know a little more than him i would but, say a lot more but uh, thank you sir you're too kind so the proof is the so 80 percent proof right all abv is is the alcohol by volume and that is half the proof so if you see a 40 percent abv and it doesn't list the proof you know the proof is 80 percent because it's doubled mm-hmm. so for me okay. for example mine is a uh 45.2 so mine is technically a 90.4 proof. Hmm. Gotcha. Got me? Okay. All right. Let me, let me know. Learning already. I'm learning already. <laughs> and the listeners are like, come on, Eric. Come on, man. Uh, you're going to get a lot of that. <laughs> Full disclosure, you're going to get a lot of, come on, Eric, on your end. <laughs> you're listening. On the nose, I do get a lot of um, like honey and caramel. Okay. Uh, and definitely the toasted oak. Definitely the toasted oak on this. Nice. So it tastes more wood-ish or oaky the longer it's in the barrels. Yeah, you'll get that. Um, I don't know exactly if the barrel changes though. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I don't know if it because there's different kind of of barrels that are used. So I believe that based on the barrel and the length, that's also what gives it the color. Now, some whiskeys are not naturally the color that they're sold as. Most of them are, and they get darker based on how long they've been aging the barrel. Um, listeners, please fact check me if I'm wrong on that. But some companies do use food coloring to change to make it look more aged than it actually is. Mm, shady. Shady. Well, I don't know about shady, but it's shady. It seems a little shady to me. <laughs> okay. Let me give cool. this guy a taste. Let me see if I can get it on the palate. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned vanilla in yours. I'm getting hard vanilla in mine. Uh, hazelnut and Definitely spices. Those are like the three that stick out to me on the palate for this bottle here. Wow. Oh, it's very good. I think I need to drink more so I can really express what I'm tasting because a lot of it is just, it's hard for me to to distinguish it because I'm not much of a enthusiast, I guess. I don't know. Um, Maybe I haven't drank it enough. I haven't been into whiskey long enough, but um maybe as time progresses i'll get better at identifying all these things you know i think a lot of it has to do with also the research and and the friendships i made through the youtube community 
with the guys who I follow on there because I will see what they are sipping on and referring to. And if I have a bottle of it, I'll sip along and I'll see if I can actually pick out the notes that they're getting. Mm. A lot of times I don't like, for example, Jason from the messenger room, he, his palate is amazing and he'll pick out things. That I'm like, I don't know how you got there, but I want to get there. I want to mm. figure this out. And the great thing about whiskey is that it's all subjective. I might taste one thing. You might taste something else. It doesn't mean either of us are wrong. Oh, nice. Okay. You know, it's a great thing to have, but yeah, so this no is judgment, no judgment here. Judgment-free zone, and that's going to also go. We're not we're not going to get in deep detail on the first episode, but we're also going to talk about eventually how we prefer drinking whiskey in de- detail. And there's no judgment there. Rather, you're straight. I want it neat, or if you're willing or want to experiment with other ways. Cool. Okay. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, I know some people put water in it and ice, a few droplets of water, things like that. So that's some stuff we'll probably get into or tap into in the future definitely that and also what kind of glass you're drinking out of because there's multiple whiskey glasses out there so depending on the type of glass is going to change your perception of the whiskey itself because for example mm-hmm. if you're sn- sniffing out of a glencairn it's designed wide on the base so when you swirl the it'll oxidize and then it has more of a thinner snoot a snoot shape at the end where it allows you to get a nose for the vapors jesus yeah see that that's totally not pour me some whiskey in a red solo cup and let me sip on it like i don't i'm not looking at what kind of shape the glass is or what kind of cup it is what material it's made out of and it's probably blasphemous for me to say it but yeah i mean again i'm still learning so in the future i might be like oh god red solo cup what were you thinking but for now it's just like hey just pour it in something and i'll sip on it Man, there's no wrong way to enjoy your whiskey. As long no as you sh- like no shame it, in my you enjoy game. it. No, no shame. shame. Mm-hmm. No shame and no shade your way. How about that? Awesome. Sounds good to me because I enjoy it either way. I'm liking it. And that's all that matters, I guess, right? Definitely, man. You know, Now, you have people who, I'm not going to say picky, but are very, they like it a certain way. So I'm going to bring up uh, Frank Sinatra real quick since I'm a fan of his. Luck He's- be a lady tonight. Tonight. Oh, God, we just lost five listeners. I'm also a singer. <laughs> we gained. What are you talking about? Uh, we gained followers. Oh, I'm sorry. We got we got more listeners and followers now, thanks to your singing, Eric. But Jack da- uh, Jack Daniels, uh, Frank Sinatra loved Jack Daniels, and he's the one who called it the Nectar of the Gods. And the way he liked it was very specific. Three pieces of ice with a two-finger pour. And when he would go and perform in Vegas or other places, I'm sure, they would always have his Jack Daniels ready for him with his three pieces of ice and two-finger pour. Growing up, since my dad liked Jack Daniels, and to be honest, my dad is the one who got me probably starting on my whiskey journey, you know, well back in the day, he would always have it that way because, you know, fan of Frank uh, Sinatra, and what's wrong with that, right? And will bartenders understand that? Do you think that's, or maybe like a Vegas thing? Or if I go to a local bar and say, hey, give me three glass, three cubes of ice and pour me three fingers of jack daniels you think they'll look at me like i'm a weirdo or um no because you're being specific but if you're asking for remember he he had a two finger pour so if you're saying two three fingers, fingers that's like a, a double that's okay because a gotcha. pour is usually about an ounce and a half mm-hmm. so with the ice so i can go to, i can go to vegas and i'm sure they'll be like yeah no problem you know just go to I, i'll tell you what eric next time we go to vegas our listeners do not know yet, but we love Vegas. We are always in Vegas. 
Um, but next time we go, Eric, I want you to go to the bar and say, give me the, the Jack Sinatra. And they're going to look at you and say, we don't have that here because it's also a specific kind of Jack Daniels whiskey. So are you going to go tell them you want a two-finger pour with three pieces of ice? Yeah, that's, a, that's what I was thinking. I'll, I'll probably just go to the bar and say, give me a two-finger pour three glasses of ice. And I'm hopeful, hopefully they'll be like, sure, no problem. <laughs> they'll probably just think you're a typical Vegas fan because you're in Vegas drunk and they'll get a big tip out of you. Hey, as long as I get my drink. Hey, that's all that matters, dude. Dude, so let me ask you this. If you went to Vegas, right? And we're talking about Jack Daniels specifically, which is, you know, it's not top shelf. It's a basic whiskey. But right. when you go to Vegas, they have whiskey bars and there's, you know, plenty around. But would you look at the top shelf and willing to pay for a sip, you know, a pour, an ounce and a half of their top shelf whiskey, which could be, I don't know, 52. No, not 50 is low. Let's say $100 for, for the pour. Would you do it mm-hmm. just to try that specific kind of whiskey? Hell no. Hell no, he said. Not for that price. Hell no. Uh, what, about, what about 50? Not yet, at least. Um, maybe if I'm feeling like, you know, splurging a little and, you know, it's a special occasion or I don't know, maybe if it's, you know, really highly recommended, I'd probably, you know, give it a shot. You know, if, if you're going to Vegas, you always got to go big. So uh, I might be tempted. Yeah, I might. it'd be it'd be definitely overpaying if you ask me, but I, I would do it just for the experience. And hey, maybe I, you know, find a whiskey that I really do like and, you know, continue to drink it. Yeah, that's the way to try it, man, because some whiskeys are so expensive or hard to find that. It's, in my opinion, totally worth it. Like, for example, um, my wife and I, we went to Paso Robles and we found a little whiskey bar and they had 20 year, no, I'm sorry, 15 year Rip Van Winkle, which that whiskey is on my bucket list. I can never find it. And when I do find it, I'm not willing to pay the kind of price for it because that bottle sells like, I believe, $1,200, if I'm not mistaken. I haven't checked in recent times, but Mm -hmm. for a pour was $40. Now, normally what I pay $40 for a small pour of whiskey Hell no, but for something that's on my list that I've been wanting to try, oh, it was totally worth it. Mm-hmm. Cool. And you know what? We have a we made this sort of list, right? This sort of uh, I designed this sort of postcard looking thing where you mm-hmm. provide some information and you write down your favorite whiskeys and things like that. So if anyone's listening and uh, anybody wants one, we'll send we'll send one out to you guys if you want. We posted it on our Instagram. So again, if you want to follow us on Brothers of the Dram, just shoot us a DM and then we'll send you a little postcard. It's kind of cool. It's got like, you know, your bottle wish list and, um, you know, like a bottle lineup with your most underrated, your most overrated, your daily drinker and things like that. I don't know if you remember yours, AJ. I think we filled them out. I think we um, didn't. And I think that's what we put on the post. Like the one that we posted was me filling it out, I believe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So if anyone wants one, uh, DM us and then we'll we'll send one over. Maybe a sticker or something as well. Do you still have the one I filled out at your place? Um, I don't know. I don't think so. Okay. Because I was going to say, let's read it off real quick. See if my opinion has changed. Because I think I filled that out. Of, you know, last obviously it was last year because we're only in March right now. I'm curious if I've changed my opinions since then. Did, did you take it home with you? I have mine. I see mine here. Uh, I, I know. You know. I probably filled out filled out myself and posted it. Oh, you know what? I think about it. Maybe this is your list because I don't know any of these. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I probably just told you what to write, and you wrote yeah, it and posted it. Yeah, I that think could so. Be... <laughs> well, let me let, let me let me go down your list. Your okay, bottle, let's go. Your let's go down my list. list. 
So number one is Jack Daniels Heritage. That's oh, you. dude, that's, that's a good one. You. That's a good one. Number Love two JD. is Jack Daniels, the Frank Sinatra Century. Uh, that, okay, number two, is that my, my – wait, what list is this? This is your bottle wish list. Bottle wish list. Okay, yeah, definitely the Century. I can't find that anywhere. Okay, number three, you said anything that anything Pappy or any Pappy? Yeah, Pappy Van Wrinkle. That's like the one I mentioned earlier that I tried in Paso Robles. Okay. The one like secondhand market, they're so hiked up in prices, it's hard to actually find and buy a bottle. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then your number four was Powers, John's John's Lane. Mm, now that one's going to change. That Maybe that was your input on it, dude, because I'm not Powers a huge whiskey. Powers drinker. See, I like Powers. That's, me- that's the one I discovered and really enjoyed, Powers. I think we collaborate on these responses because, yeah, Powers is yours. Maybe, because number yeah. five is Four Roses, Elliot Select. I don't know if that's you, but I do enjoy Four Roses. I really like Four Roses and that sort of flowery aftertaste. Yeah, I so do we, like. We might have collaborated. I don't know. No, I think this is just yours. No, I think we did collaborate because I wouldn't put four, four roses on my top five. I do like. Oh, okay. Don't get me wrong, but it wouldn't be my top five. I would rather do um like Dalmore or something like that for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. Maybe we did. Should I go yeah. through the other section or should we wait? Yeah, that why week? not? Okay, Let's so do we have. Let's a, do it we before we wrap it up. Okay, so our most underrated. You and I decided Johnny Walker, the White Walker. Yeah, version. I think that's dude. We're gonna get so much hate for this that one, but we. Game I do think it's Thrones? underrated. Yeah. That's all you. All the hate should go towards you. <laughs> if so, you guys Oh no, we're going to get comments on that now. Yeah, get him. Get him. Get uh, AJ. So you know, I I, I re- real quickly, I really like gimmicky things. And that bottle you put in the freezer and then it says a uh, winter's coming on the side of the bottle. Not sure if everyone knew that or not, but that's a gimmicky feature that you know me, Eric. I'm a sucker yeah. for gimmicks and collector stuff. If anybody wants to sell something to AJ, make it real gimmicky, <laughs> make it really loud and then just write with the even with the sharpie uh special edition or something like that or limited edition limited edition (laughs) he's all over it he is a complete he completely gives in to marketing Uh, and um whatever's being sold to him as special so anybody wants to sell to AJ off topic of whiskey brian sent me brian's a friend of ours he uh sent me a picture of the xbox limited edition 20th anniversary uh, of remote control and I immediately went online. I'm like, I got, I got to get this thing. I didn't oh. buy it yet. I didn't buy it yet. But because it's the 20th anniversary, I'm like, I got to get my hands on it. You even wanted to buy a special edition mic because it was uh, cowboy colors or something like that. Yeah. It, the So Dallas the blue cowboy. mic was in blue. And, you know, blue's one of my favorite colors. So I wanted to get it because it was limited edition. But it was $10 more, so I didn't get it. I was good. I didn't. I did oh. not get it. You didn't give in that time. I didn't give in that time. All right, let's continue with the list. All right, so most overrated, Blanton's. Is that the one with the horse on it? It is the one with the horse. And the reason why I'm going to back that up and say it is overrated. Back because for, for the retail price of, I believe, $65 for that bottle, it's a delicious bourbon whiskey. But it's not complex. But it is delicious. And I like it because, you know, I, I'm one of the people also trying to collect all the horses. Uh, I believe I'm missing two letters out of, you know, the mm-hmm. whole Blanton's thing. But I'm not willing to spend $300, which is the price it goes for now at retail. But what if it's what if it completes your collection, AJ? Well, I I know a guy who can help me get some Blattens at retail, so I'll just wait till he can give me that letter. Mm, okay, you have you have a connection. Okay, I, I you know a connection. guy. You have yeah. a guy. Hey, hey, I know a guy. All right, he paints houses. All right. Hey, hey. Okay, so I daily re- drinker. Yes. This is all you, I think. Uh, daily drinker, gentleman Jack. 
You know, so the the, the listeners and followers are going to quickly see that I'm a huge Jack fan. Like my, I have a specific collection of Jack Daniels bottles that are not open and they're not going to be open. And they're part of that collection. Lame. But if I can get my hands on two bottles, like, for example, the uh, Jack Daniels Eric Church, um, I got two bottles of it. One is sealed. It will never be opened as part of the collection. The other one I do enjoy a dram every now and then. But, yeah, so Jumman uh, Jack is definitely my daily sipper for whiskey. Okay. Cool. So your best ever, best ever, AJ, you said the Dalmore King Alexander the Third. Oh, that's changing now. Yeah, that Ooh. is changing. So so that bottle Ooh. is retail $250 bottle, and I love it. I love – and Delmore is my my scotch brand. Like Jack Daniels is my, you know, regular – you know, it's considered Tennessee whiskey. Some people say bourbon, whatever you want to call it. But for scotch, Delmore is my brand. And the King Alexander III is so complex, so smooth. It's delicious. But recently, I was able to get my hands on the McAllen um, – Rarecast 2020 release, and my Sam's Club had it for I think it was like $120 off retail, not not secondhand market, but retail. So I snagged the bottle on New Year's. I opened it up, and that thing was delicious hmm. to the point where I think it you cried the down more. I I cried a little on the inside. Where you cried, and then my wife looked at me. She's like, "Are you happy? It's New Year's." I said, "Nah, it's just the whiskey." And you know, I guess it was on the outside too. <laughs> so the, whiskey, the whiskey did not make you happy, or you were those tears of of happiness? They were happy tears. All right. So continue. moving on, worst ever. You said Stillhouse. Oh, that's ho- okay. So first of all, I don't want to say horrible, and I don't want to talk bad about whiskey because just because I do not like it doesn't mean someone else doesn't like it. They probably they could love it. Mm-hmm. For me, you know, Stillhouse it it comes and looks like a gasoline can. So I got it for. The fact that it was a unique a decanter, you know, it looked like a gasoline can. So I got it, tried it. This thing, it it tastes like moonshine. It was just straight as if I was drinking American whiskey type of vodka. Mm. Not a fan, not complex. I don't even want to mix it with that. Have you ever had real moonshine? Yeah, actually, I have some downstairs. Um, and I'm using it to make my own whiskey. That's like the base coat. I had someone again in Vegas. Uh, no, of course, a, Vegas. A friend of mine who who made his own moonshine. And I don't even know what he used or what it was. It was clear white. And I just, I drank it. It was strong. It really had a punch, but uh, it was pretty good. It was so pretty what's tasty. The, what's the name of your drug dealer, dude? I cannot disclose that information. Oh, sorry. Can't do it on there. Okay. So was, did you get a bottle of it or just had you try it? No, he had me try it. We were in the hotel room and we were all getting together to have some drinks. And then he brought it. Everyone got like a sip. That sounds awesome. Did yeah, I doubt straight it. out of like a, a mason jar and everything. Oh, yeah. I, so I doubt it, but did he by chance test the ABV uh, levels? Dude, you can't ask that question. I have oh, no idea. Am I asking no. too much? I'm, You're I'm, asking okay. too much. Again, amateur. Amateur, Sorry. dude. Asking too much here. Mm-hmm. Just curious. Too far. I, I continue. Let's okay. go. So the most that you ever paid for a bottle, AJ, you said the Johnny Walker Blue Label Year of the Rat edition again sucker for special editions (laughs) and for the record i recently got the year of the tire so that adds to the collection um so no that's no longer the most expensive the most expensive is now uh the mckellen the one i just mentioned the uh rare cast release 2020 um that one i believe i paid after the sale like 250 for it wow okay yeah i believe that's what i paid and for those listening who think you know? You know, King Alexander the Third is also two fifty. So you paid the same. Um, the King Alexander I got, I found a Sam's Club for one hundred and seventy. 
So that's why at the time that was the most expensive. Mm, wow. So wh whoever is, uh, I know a lot of you are interested in what I have paid for. I know it's something of, of great interest and I probably have never paid more than $50 for a bottle. So that goes to show the uh, contrast between AJ and myself. But you have, you have green spot though, bro. That was gifted to me. Oh, oh Maribel got that for you, right? Yeah. And I don't, yeah, it's like, I think it's yellow spot. Oh, you got yellow. I thought you had green or maybe you got both. Maybe I got both. I don't know. See, there you go. I don't even know what's in my own bar. <laughs> All right. So we're going to not only improve your bar throughout this podcast that we're going to mm -hmm. be recording, but we're also going to my knowledge, going improve, with that. your knowledge. Improve, thank improve you. My knowledge. But, you know, if any listeners want to send a bottle over, um, I'm more than happy to give it a try. Just throwing that out there. OK, so set, so last one, the last category is best bottle design. This is probably my favorite just because I have like a graphic design background and I'm I'm really into visual visually looking at these bottles sometimes i just choose real whiskey. quickly though real quickly eric not to interrupt you, but before you continue mm -hmm. for the listeners eric's the one who actually designed our brothers of the dram logo so maybe in another episode we'll talk in detail of what came up and sparked the idea for that logo but yeah his artwork is amazing so go ahead eric continue thanks yeah we can talk about our branding another time um just so people understand where we're coming from yeah so so the final category, best bottle design, you said, and I agree because I freaking love it and I love the movie, uh, Johnny Walker, Blade Runner 2049. Oh, that's such a sick bottle. That's an awesome bottle. Eric, how did you get that bottle? Tell the listeners so they know. Uh, you got it for me. Oh, there it is. There mm -hmm. it is. Quick and sweet. Thank you. To the point. Thank you, AJ. Before I was really, really into, into whiskey or before I started taking it a little more serious, I really wanted that bottle. And then AJ hooked it up. AJ knows the guy. I, I, know, I know a guy. He has a guy. So, um, yeah, guy. we both have one, right? You have one as well? Oh, yeah. I had to get one for myself, too. Cause, and I, so I know I told you that I would give you the bottle once it's empty for your Infinity bottle, which I still yeah. intend to do. I still I, remember. I, I don't still think, remember. But I don't think I can open this bottle. It's just such a good, unique-looking bottle, man. So what you're saying is you're going to go back on your word. No, no, no. My word is once I finish it, I'm giving you the bottle. That mm -hmm. was my word. Mm -hmm. And I'm a man of my word. You know. And how this. do you finish it if you don't open it? That's irrelevant. The the statement is, <laughs> I'll give it to you when it's empty. It has nothing to do with relevant. opening it or not. It's, re it's very relevant, <laughs> AJ, because if you don't open it, it means you cannot finish it, which means you cannot be a man of your word and you cannot give it to me. Let me ask you this. Did I say a deadline on when that would happen? Oh, no one's asking for a deadline, AJ. It, exactly. So until I'm dead, I'm still a man of my word. <laughs> <laughs> so on my deathbed i'll crack it open drink the bottle get drunk and give it to you how's hey, that hey, take the l okay, take okay. the l okay I don't, I, you know you it's, I, it? I can't take the l because it's the first episode i can't okay. take the l fine Maybe later well, let's I, i'll admit to my l's later okay so that's it that's, that's it man our, that's our list so again if anybody wants um, a little postcard looking thing. It's got like our logo in the front, some design work. And then the back, you can maybe just put it on your fridge or, you know, compare with friends and things like that. We thought it'd be pretty cool um, to have this sort of bottle wish list and bottle lineup. So that's all I got. Definitely. I think that's a good wrap on our first episode. Eric, how do you feel? I feel good. I feel uh, like I learned a ton. I definitely learned a lot here. And it's so, only the first episode. Hey, it's a fun time. It's nice just to just chat it up. Exactly. What else can you do when you're just trying to be away from everyone else because it's crowded again with traffic? For those who, so we live in Southern California and gas is around seven dollars a gallon. I'm trying to avoid going out at all costs. This is ridiculous. That's another topic for another day. 
Yeah, but if you are driving, give us a listen and maybe you'll have a chuckle or two with our antics and our lack of knowledge. Lack of knowledge. Could, yeah, I like that one. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, and just a friendly reminder, follow us on Instagram at Brothers of the Dram. Feel free. You know what? When you post stuff that you're drinking and you're posting whiskey, tag us in it. Tag us in your photo. We will feature you because, again, it's a community. And that's what we want to build Brothers of the Dram around for the brothers and sisters of whiskey to get together, have a good time, and share what they're enjoying. Yeah, give us a tag so it's not just our pictures and our photos and our us sharing. It's the community, our brothers and sisters sharing, and we'll, we'll feature you. And um, we can build something pretty cool, you know, a nice community, maybe some meetups in the future or something. Sounds good. I think we're done, man. That's going to be a wrap on the first episode of Brothers of the Dram podcast. Cool. You've been listening to the Brothers of the Dram podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Brothers of the Dram. Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Spotify. On behalf of the crew, thank you, brothers and sisters, for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode. Cheers.